Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining Alaska Tracy's podcast, episode number 58. Today, I have a really special guest, and I know I say that every single episode. However, today, it's my little brother. I'll always call him my little brother, even though I am in my 50s, and he's five years younger than me. We're going to talk to Greg Resch about his company, GT Supplies. And GT Supplies is owned by my older brother, Todd, and my younger brother, Greg. And today we're going to talk to Greg about GT Supplies and how that got started, what it looks like today, and what keeps it going. So you are going to want to meet Greg and hear what he has to say. Thanks so much for joining. Hey, Greg, welcome to the Alaska Tracy podcast. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Look at the sun behind him. He's got the sun and the little breeze going. And uh, I'm here in Anchorage, Alaska with the sun just coming up at 1015 in the morning. So thank you so much for being here. Um, Nice to see you. Yeah, you too. We're going to talk a little bit about Greg's and my older brother, Todd's business. It's called GT Supplies and really how you got started. And before I hit record, we were we were sharing and Greg's I don't know that you've ever listened to my podcast, but I I think he might have been a little confused and thinking that I was looking for this romantic business story. And really what I try to do is to educate people on business and and how to grow a business, whether it's your passion or whether you came into it through opportunity. And so, Greg, how did GT Supplies come to be? If you can go way back. I was selling door-to-door, door-to-door salesman, and had become friends with some of my existing customers, some of my steady customers. And an opportunity came along, and one of these friends of mine that I was doing business with thought of me and mentioned it to me. And that is how we originally started. And didn't you and Todd talk about being in business together? We actually started our business when I was still in high school, selling hand cleaner. And we sold to the fire departments and the school and the local businesses and we kept the business going while we both went separate ways and kind of did our thing but we always wanted to eventually get a business going where we could do what we're doing actually and live and work and be happy and you know enjoy nice things and have fun in life i told i had no idea about the hand cleaner business i guess i was gone then and was it what was it called then t and g enterprises okay oh wow Okay, so when GT Supplies started, I, I kind of know the backstory. 
What was, what, what, how did you begin? So we took the opportunity, see the dumpsters behind us. <laughs> uh -huh. So two companies merged. I think it was the largest waste company in the United States and the third largest. And when they merged, they had to relabel and rebrand everything under a new brand. And there was an opportunity to paint dumpsters, buildings, trucks, you name it. So we bid on the job on the job of painting dumpsters and started painting front load and roll off construction debris dumpsters. So in the first four years, we painted 13,000 dumpsters in the field. My gosh. So at that point, things started, the branding started closing down. So the people we had worked with had started moving up in their chains and their businesses and their corporations. And they said, all right, you guys have done a great job. Can you do this? Can you do this? You know, once everything's green, got to do something else. And, you know, you guys have proven that you can do everything we've asked. So opportunities of chasing the trucks around, picking up after them, fixing mailboxes, um, damage control, repair, and our repair business, we started out with just dumpsters. And now we fix packers, um, compactors, trucks. We build a line of products as well to go along with the whole industry. So that's how it started, though. Oh, my gosh. So for those listening to the podcast, because this is on my YouTube channel as well, Greg's standing and there's green dumpsters behind him. <laughs> um, the when, quietest place I could find. Yeah, the quietest. So if you hear beeping and before I hit record, there was a train going by. So can you explain that? I know you explained it to me, but what what is the deal with the dumpsters behind your head and the train? So... We refurbish the dumpsters and the, the material that comes off the containers, we recycle and we, our neighbor is a metal recycling company. So we put it in rail cars, they uh, shred it, grind it, make it manageable. And they put it in the rail cars and ship it back up the coast to a metal recycler who melts it down and makes coiled steel rolls out of it, which we purchase on the other end, coming back in the front door on tractor trailers. So the complete cycle goes from new dumpsters to cutting out the old pieces and recycling them, sending them back to melt down and buying sheets of steel and re rebuilding them. And then you rebuild the dumpsters? With that steel, or maybe we make replacement parts for them. Oh, my God. Or new containers. So. And so there's different aspects of your company. It looks like there's container repair, compactor repair, refuse, grapple truck refurnishment, and hydraulic services. Correct. Which, what's the largest? Container repair container. is our largest. Those containers, the dumpsters, the dumpsters, roll-off construction containers, trash compactors, that type of thing. We refurbish those. That's our largest line. And do you do it for the whole state of Florida or? We go from um, approximately Orlando South. We uh, regulations limit us on uh, federal transport DOT regulations limit us on how far we can go before you get into the next set of regulations. So we set our um, business model up at 150 mile air mile radius from us, which keeps us under a um, I guess less regulation that's still pretty intense, but for our trucking. 
So we start at the same place, leave, come back to the same place every night and don't go outside of 150 air miles. So that's anything outside of that, we ship LTL freight. Um, so that's another, and but our actual repair business is 150 miles from here, which is through the Keys, up to Orlando, the whole state. Holy cow, and how long so, did it take to grow to where you both are today? Well, we've been in business 23 years. 23 years, your website says 15, so. <laughs> got up to a that. Little, a little over 15, 20. 1998 was when we incorporated. We went from TNG Enterprises to GT Supplies in 1998. We actually started in 96, 97. Did you have any idea then where it would go? No, no. What and I you... still don't. You don't know where, what's going to come next. Right. And so on those days, and I asked you this question before I hit record, and you kind of were like, huh. On those days that are just a total, like, shitstorm, where your kids are sick or, you know, there's a death in the family or, I mean, life happens. And, and you just think, I, I, I can't do this. What, what pushes you to keep going? The 35 other people that work here, probably. And you said that that 30, 35. I think we have 36 yeah, with me, 36. So those people are all banking on a paycheck every week as well with kids at home sick and families and everything else, so. And you said that there's a core group of like 30 that is just the core that have been with you a long time. Why do yep. you think that is? I believe it's because we have a big, uh, very structured company with um, a safe company with a lot of organization and safe record. And it's just, a, it's a good place to work. A lot of work, <laughs> right. ton of work. Right, a lot of work. And stability. Stability. And as we're in COVID now, we're talking about the communication, and, and you said that's been a, a struggle, and yet then on the flip side, you talked about all the systems that are put in place for communication. So it sounds like you've been able to just keep rolling with things and keep... We are. We're an essential service so that we continue. We haven't missed a day. We've modified our operation considerably, just the interaction with everyone, customers, the employees, the meetings, like you say, lack of meetings, doing them in different ways, right? communicating in different ways, right? What do you other think than face-to-face. -face. Right. What do you think the biggest challenge throughout the 23 years has been for you or for your business? Like, I mean, for you as a business owner? People. because you can't grow or modify without the people. I always wonder that. How do these corporations get so big and grow so fast so quickly? And I don't know because <laughs> people are our biggest struggle. Just finding them, add, adding them, you know. And keeping them happy. Exactly. Right? So... What would be a, a tip that you would would or could provide for somebody who is just starting out in business or in the growth phase of business or maybe really struggling, but they have a thriving business? Just the opportunities that come along 
You never know when the next one's gonna come or where it's gonna come from, but there's always opportunities. Just, that's it, picking the right one and going with it. And Not picking too many of them. <laughs> it's another thing that we've had trouble with. All of a sudden we're in too many things. So we have to scale back a bit and say, okay, wait a minute. Back to what is our biggest business? So focusing back on that. So defining the the niche, right? And then yeah. not yeah. not getting too far away from that. We have a, a beer trailer here. A what? Getting a new a, a beer trailer from the local distributor. Getting a new lift gate. The lift gate in the back. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And that's not that's your that's not your priority. No. Right. But you hate to say no to that. It's your neighbors and business. But at the same time, that's not our business. So we can be more productive and more profitable fixing the dumpsters instead of the beer truck. Right. So that's another struggle we have. Keeping that kind of stuff, st saying no to other people. Right. So keeping with the core. And, and you and Todd meet on a regular basis to kind of discuss and iron out that stuff? Yes, we share, pretty much share an office. So we talk every time something comes by. And you're in the sales part and he's in the operations part. Correct. But since the COVID, the sales part has been pretty much eliminated other than a select handful of customers. People don't want salesmen coming in and going over things. And you don't want to go into places, especially garbage companies. Oh, that have right. hundreds and hundreds of employees that are dealing with millions of customers every day. So I'm in the operations part a lot more now than I was a year ago. So, but that's okay. So have, have you, what, what's been your biggest takeaway in the operations part Le or the biggest thing you've learned? Just uh, back to can be more organized going backwards, step back into it and, take advantage of the low hanging fruit, the easy stuff that we're missing oh. stuff that is just floating through that all of a sudden I'm doing instead of somebody else who's been doing it for 15 years. It's like, Wait a minute. Why do we do that? So ah. don't you think there's been a lot of that realization? Like just yes in the world, right? Like, oh, especially really? management, not as much as the people getting it done, but the management is all working from home and hands off, you know, kind of hands off now. People doing the jobs are still there because they have to get done. But that part, will they bring them back? Will they give them all offices again, you know? Right. After working remotely for a year. So, but right. in our end, we work hands on. So we still, like I say, we haven't missed a day. And though our interactions and our meetings have changed, we're still going at it every day. So, and have been. Well, the last question I wanted to ask you is, how do you define success? I ask everybody I interview that, and how do you define success? Uh, happiness um, at home, uh, enjoyment, and enjoying ourselves, family. And that's, that's definitely it, being able to spend time, enjoy, enjoying ourselves, doing what we want to do in our spare time, in our free time. Nice. Nice. It's rarely, the answer is rarely ever about the money. Although the money helps because then you can do that and give to You have to have, yeah, exactly. 
Right. Well, Greg, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate your time and uh, learning. Nice talking to you. Business. You too. Thanks so much. And um, thank you for listening, everyone. Please remember, click the subscribe button, share with your friends. And please, please, please let me know if you know of somebody that might be interested in interviewing for Alaska Tracy's podcast and check the show notes for a freebie. I always give a little freebie. So thank you everyone and have a great day.